uh, new studio, new digs. We Gucci. Yeah, we got the man cave. Guess who just got back today? That wild eyed voice that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are great. They were asking if you were around. How you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown. Driving all the old men crazy. What up, my glip glops? Boys are back in town, boys are back in town. Fuck you, dog face bitches. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Phil Razor coming at you during this uh, crazy week all over the world here, but we are going to get into an MLS preview. Let's have some fun with it, shall we? Um, we thought it'd be a good idea to put this together. Um, really, I'm the only one here that really uh, follows the MLS um, you know, more consistently than just the Columbus crew, um, but we're going to be remedying that this year. Um, getting getting the boys into it more. We're going to have some great MLS content, but I figured I'd be the one that brings you a, a weekend drive style um, MLS preview. So let's just hop right into it. Um, we're going to start off with the East because there's a few less teams in the East. And you could argue that the entire MLS is small market. And I don't think anybody would argue it, to be totally honest, outside of maybe like the LA Galaxy, um, either of the New York teams, Chicago, you know, I think you can make a solid argument that uh, everybody else is small market. I'm not going to treat it that way. Um, so in the East, I've included five teams. And it's Charlotte FC in their initial season in the MLS. Um, FC Cincinnati, the Columbus Crew. I threw in Montreal, uh, CF Montreal. Um, I think that makes sense. Obviously, in hockey, it's one of the it's maybe the biggest market on earth. Um, but for soccer, you know, I, I don't see it the same way. So... Threw them in, and then Orlando City as well. So um, let's get right in. Let's start off. We're going to just go alphabetical order here. Um, you know, we can just go right to Charlotte, and I'm pulling up their roster as we speak. So it's going to be interesting for FC Charlotte. Their first year in the MLS, most teams usually struggle. Um, Atlanta United came out the gate very hot. Um, Nashville made the playoffs last year. We'll talk about them in the West because they were an East, they were an Eastern Conference team, now they're a Western Conference team. Um, but FC Charlotte's going to have a tough time. Now they have some cool, some cool names on the roster. Um, they have the wealthiest owner in the NFL and the MLS, hedge fund manager. Um, so they'll have money to throw around. But I look up and down the roster for them, and the names that really stand out to me personally, number one, as a Columbus Crew fan, I'm going to say Harrison Awful who signed there um, as a free agent this offseason. So, you know, I want to thank him for his years in Columbus. I think his best football is behind him. Um, but I definitely want to thank Harrison Offal, the Guinean international, um, for his uh, two MLS Cup appearances and his 2020 MLS Cup title that he uh, got here in Columbus. So, um, you know, big, uh, I can't really say stick taps, but, you know, st standing round of applause in the 88th minute sub for Harrison Offal. Um, but the name that you may be familiar with, is Christian Fuchs, and he's an interesting guy. Um, Christian Fuchs, he's Austrian, so he spent the first, you know, couple years of his life playing in the Austrian Bundesliga, bounced around, you know, German Bundesliga, 
landed at Leicester City in the Prem. And he was on that Leicester City team that won the Premier League title. And he was there for a long time. Now, the interesting part about Christian Fuchs is, you know, he, he was at Leicester for six seasons. He's, you know, decided to come over to America. His wife is from, is, you know, was an executive at Goldman Sachs. So, you know, his, his family's lived in Manhattan forever. So this is nothing new. Um, moving to America was always one of his big things. So it's kind of cool. That's a good staple for them to have. They're playing in the Panthers stadium. Um, I don't know how many of the 75,000 seats will be filled, but they do in Atlanta and they sell out. So for all I know in Carolina, they're going to sell out too. I, I mean, we really don't have any uh, rhyme or reason to believe they won't. And as I go check out the uh, opening weekend match, matches, I should say, um, they're going to be coming up on, as they open up on Saturday, um, they had to, our nation's capital to take on DC United. So that'll be the first match um, in the MLS for uh, FC Charlotte. That's awesome. Um, you know, very cool that they're going to be, you know, one look or Charlotte FC. I've said FC Charlotte like six times and it's fucking Charlotte FC. Way to go, Phil, you fucking dumbass. Um, Charlotte FC, apologies to uh, all the fans out there that are listening, all eight of you. So Charlotte, you know, they've had operate under different team names um, throughout the time in you know, in the USL for a little bit is the independence and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they've put in a lot of bids for this. Um, the team president used to be with Manchester City FC, um, for those familiar with the English game. So, um, I, you know, it'll, it'll be fun to see how they kind of come up into the MLS and, uh, you know, how they do, um, you know, their inaugural season because the next team we're going to talk about has not had success so far. Um, let's hop over to FC Cincinnati, shall we? Um, kind of a gong show in, in Cincinnati. Um, you know, they've been terrible to be nice since they've come up yeah. last year fc cincinnati finished dead last <laughs> i'm i'm trying not to sound like an asshole like we, we absolutely blew the city of cincinnati for the Bengals. and I, yes i'm a crew fan so i love the hell is real derby but i want to see cincinnati get better and they've just gotten worse it seems over the three years um last year in their 34 matches they went 4 8 and 22 they were up two men on Columbus and tied. Uh, it, you know, I remember that game vividly. Just some bad, bad, bad performances last year. But that was last year. But they finished bottom of the table um, in the East. They had 20 points. Uh, that was eight points behind 13th place Toronto. So they had a goal differential of negative 37. And actually, they scored 37 and they were doubled up. They gave up 74. So not a great season for FC Cincinnati. That being said, um... New, new, you know, new manager coming in this year, new head coach, uh, Noonan coming in, Pat Noonan. There we go. Um, he's not really giving any expectations for the season. I think that's very fair. Um, I think they're in a rebuild and I think they need to focus on, you know, playing some younger guys. I mean, I know the scoring is going to be really dependent on, uh, De Silva, which is going to be unfortunate because you know, how many goals does he have in him? 10, 15, maybe like, you know, it's, it's tough. So, they don't really have anybody that wows you on paper either um, in terms of roster. Um, I, I mean, Jeff Cameron is a U.S. men's national team alum, played a fuckload of seasons uh, over in England for Stoke City um, in both the Premier League and the, the league below. It's called the Championship. Um, I don't know. I just look up and down the roster and I'm not really blown away by anything. Most of these guys, I'm, you know, eh. But... It doesn't mean they can't improve. They're young. They have, you know, 
who knows, you know, this is the MLS guy. Like, anything can happen. I'm just not overly optimistic on FC Cincinnati having a productive season. I think they'll finish better than dead last, but maybe like 12th. They'll be right at the bottom three again. Um, I just, yeah, nothing jumps out to me on here. And I'm looking up there. I'm pulling up their uh, projected starting 11. Maybe they don't have one on here. Well, that's bizarre. Perfect. I got to pull it up here. Um, I did also want to throw out, I saw another note too. Uh, Raymond Gaddis out of retirement to come play for them because he's buddies with Pat Noonan. That's kind of where Cincinnati's at. Uh, but hey, who am I? They play in a beautiful stadium. TQL Stadium is gorgeous, by the way. 33,000 uh, fans can comfortably sit in there. Um, they're projected starting 11 this year. They're going to have uh, Brenner and Vasquez up top. Um, Acosta playing more of a, a top of a diamond um, role. They have Kubo and Cruz um, as the other more central midfielders. Um, I think it's pronounced Medunhainin, Medunhainin, um, in kind of a holding role with uh, Matarita and Pal on his right sides um, as the left back and right back, and then Vallecia, I believe, and then Jeff Cameron uh, with Khan in net. So that's how they should line up this year. Um, and also, I'm going to butcher some fucking names on this, so I apologize in advance. Um, but yeah, that's how they line up. Uh, not a whole lot. 20 players returning from a team that finished dead last. FC Cincinnati, good luck. You're going to need it. Um, you should finish ahead of Charlotte, though. Let's put it that way. Let's go over to the Columbus Crew, team near and dear to our hearts. Um, the Crew, a little bit of a disappointing season. Oh, by the way, sorry, FC Cincinnati opens up um, in Austin. So fuck you both. Fuck Austin and fuck FC Cincinnati. Um, let's go to last year, the Columbus Crew. Slightly disappointing year. Um, MLS Cup champs to missing playoffs altogether. Um, they missed out by two points. Yes, they missed out by two points. They finished ninth in the East. Um, overall, 13-8-13. So, too, too many draws. Um, obviously, that you know it's a big problem there. Um, 46 goals for, 45 against. So, plus one in the goal differential. Um, they're just a little slow. And hopefully, they can kind of pick that up this year. Um, I'm looking up and down the roster again. Um, you know, I really like Eli Ruminette. He's been fantastic for them over the last couple of seasons. Josh Williams, staple. Jonathan Mensah, staple. Drawing to Nagby, staple. Pedro Santos, staple. Artur, staple. Um, where you get to the fun part is, you know, you have Zella Ryan in that cam role, which is great. Led the team last year with 12 goals. And then you have uh, Zardes. Hopefully give me a full healthy season of Jesse Zardes. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, Jesse's going to do some numbers up top. Um, guys to look out for, too. Uh, Yaboa, big fan. And then they signed, um, I'm looking his, for his name, the Australian International. Is he not listed on here yet? There we go. Milos Dijenic, I believe is how you say that. Um, I believe he's Croatian, but he, he's an Australian International. And then I'm also a big fan to see what Miguel Barry brings this year. Um, Barry scored some big goals down the stretch last season, especially when Zardes was out um, you know, playing for the USMNT. And he would come on uh, and replace Bradley Wright Phillips, and uh, you know he came. Uh, he had some. He had some moments. He had some big goals against FC Cincinnati in a, in a comeback win, and the hell is real. I'm excited to see what Barry does this year as well. So, let's pull up the team projection here. Um, and yeah, just a few more things as well before I get to that too. Um, Yaboa, he's basically they bring him in. Because 
They've lost a few guys. He was at Wisla Krakow in Poland. So the Polish league, not quite the level of the MLS, um, which who thought we'd ever be saying that. But he, you know, he had 10 goals and five assists and 50 appearances um, for the club. Solid player. So uh, they need goals. They only had one player reach double digits last year. So they're going to need a little help. Um, yeah, I, I referenced Harrison Awful leaving in free agency. So once again, Round of applause for Harrison. And then um, Milton Valenzuela left the club as well. So it's not a huge deal. Um, but I think it'll just mean that uh, Santos slides into that left back, plays like Andy Robertson of Liverpool. Um, projected starting 11. Let's go. Up top, Zardes. On the left, Etienne. On the right, Yaboa. And then Zellerayan as the cam, just kind of feeding balls to all three of them. And then you have Nagby and Arturo holding. And then you have Santos on the left uh, as a left back. Uh, Marrera is the right back. Dejanic along with uh, Mensa, And then you have Ule Ruminet. Um, that's infinitely better than the center back pairings they had last year. Jonathan Mensa is a stalwart for this team. Um, but Dejanic will bring in a very nice um, upgrade to Vito Wormgore. Um, no offense, Josh Williams. You know, guys like that, they're solid. But you need a little better if you want to compete. Um, overall, I think the Columbus crew should make the playoffs this year. Let's not, you know, we need to beat around the bush with that one. They should have no problem qualifying. It's how far do they go? This team is slow. That is their number one pet peeve. Um, as a fan, my number one pet peeve watching them is that they can be a little slow. Um, but, you know, they brought in they brought in some good talent, and I'm really excited to see Yaboa um, on that right wing and see what he can do. So, looking forward to watching Crew FC this year. <laughs> Crew SC, whatever. They've changed the name, the logo, so many times in the last year. Um Let's hop over to CF Montreal, shall we? So this team is solid. And last season, they were very disappointing, to be quite honest. Um, they finished 10th, but they were only two points behind New York Red Bulls. So, uh, you know, they were three, essentially, or sorry, looking at that wrong? No, two points behind them, basically three points out of a, out of a playoff spot. It was a gong show at the at the you know right at the tail end of the East, um, but they have talent on this roster. They have a lot of talent on this roster. Um, one you may have heard of uh, that I'm certainly very aware of: uh, Victor Wanyama, formerly of Tottenham Hotspur, very good player. Um, their keeper this year, Sebastian Breza, is on loan from Bologna, so good Italian side. Um, you know, just up and down. I mean, a lot of Canadians, obviously, but they have other guys that have played in leagues. You know, Argentinian players, you know, guys from Europe, guys from Honduras, guys from Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. I mean, I really like um, what this team's been building. And as I was reading over their um, season preview, um, they open up at Orlando City SC. Columbus Crew SC will be opening up uh, tomorrow at home. It's going to be a fun tailgating time. I'd recommend coming down um, if you live in the Columbus area. We'll be tailgating on the Grandview Heights area. Um, and then they'll be taking on the Vancouver Whitecaps. So that'll be a good one, too. So, gear up. So, it'll be interesting when we see uh, Montreal take on Orlando City, who was a team, you know, I'll review here next. But that should be a good one um, Sunday afternoon. But, I'm, you know, I'm looking around. They, they lost a few. You know, they lost, um, you know, one of their center backs. Um, Struna last year, you know, it, you know, he decided to leave for, you know, greener pastures or what he assumes are 
under, understandable, you know. Um, their big addition, though, to me was Kai Kamara coming into this team. Um, very prominent player. He's, I mean, honestly, one of the big things about Kai Kamara, he's played for, like, it seems like every fucking MLS team on earth. Um, he's played for the crew twice. He's played for the San Jose Earthquakes, the Houston Dynamo, Sporting KC. Um, like I said, the crew again, New England Revolution, Vancouver Whitecaps, Colorado Rapids, Minnesota United. He's also had, st- <laughs> he's also played in the Premier League um, on loan to Norwich, uh, Norwich City, where he did score a goal. Um, played two seasons in the championship for Middlesbrough and was also a member of a team he didn't play for in uh, Denmark this year. So, hey, Kai Kamara's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. But it's a great addition to the team. Um, it'll be fun to see how he stacks up with everybody else. Um, he's 37, so we'll see. But he's fifth all-time uh, leading scorer in league history, 130 goals. So hard to argue that. Um, they're projected 11. Um, so you'll have Toy up top, Kyoto, and then uh, <laughs> Mihailovic, I believe is how you say that. Um, they do. It's like an off-center. It's kind of like, you know, like a cam and then like two offsetting forwards. So that's interesting. Um, then you have, you know, basically four midfielders. You have Lapalanen, Lapalanen, and then Brault Guillard, um, kind of on the, you know, upper right, upper left, like wingbacks. And then Piet and Wanyama, um, in the holding positions. And then their back three are Miller, Camacho, and Johnston with Bresa and Net. So it's a solid setup. Um, I could see this team sneaking in. I could also see them finishing eighth and just missing out. I thought they brought some quality in. We'll see how much uh, gas in the tank there is for Kai Kamara. Other than that, though, um, I think Montreal has uh, you know a good chance of sneaking in there and you know maybe doing some damage. Who knows? Um, it's a it's a crazy sport that MLS. So let's go over to Orlando City SC. Now this team is fun, and last year they finished sixth in the season and they took a tough first round playoff exit on the chin. Uh, you know, from Nashville on a 3-1 loss. But, hey, getting anything can happen. Um, I don't think the fans will complain. But, uh, you know, Orlando City SC, I'm looking, you know, coming into this year, um, John Moutinho is a huge name on this team. Um, yeah, sorry. You know, one of their stalwarts in the back there, as I review his uh, profile there real quick. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have a bunch of really good players. They seem like the kind of team that they're always they're always in it till the end, I guess, is a good way to put it. Like, I watched them live last year, and one of the things about this team is it's it's kind of like watching like, like a Bundesliga side. They'll be down 3-0, and they don't care. Some teams just pack it in and hope 3-0 is as bad as it gets. They're not that team. And one of the big things I really like, um, you know, coming into this season, I like the addition of Facundo Torres. Um Big South American player, a lot of hype. Um, you know, their GM, uh, Muzi, is very high on him. And, I mean, they bought him for $7.5 million. He's a Uruguayan international. You know, he's going to be one of the guys up top that really is what they're looking for. Um, that being said, we have to talk about what they've lost. Uh, Nani left the club which is very unfortunate. They went to uh, Venezia FC with a couple of the homegrown guys um, to go get their shot in Serie A in Italy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nani played for Manchester United, Lazio, Sporting. So 
28 goals and 23 assists and 77 caps for Orlando is tough to lose. But um, and it's why they're so excited about the, the signing I just referenced. Uh, Daryl DK, uh, young up-and-coming American striker. Um, he joined championship side West Brom. So he's looking to make a move to the Premier League at some point. And then also another attacker gone, Chris Muller. Um, he went to Hibernian FC and the Scottish Premier League. So they have a lot to fill in here. Um, but the good news is they went out and, you know, they also signed uh, Erkan Kara from Rapid Vienna. So it's a nice replacement for Daryl DK there. Um, he had 37 goals and 19 assists and 84 appearances in the Austrian Bundesliga. He's played in the Champions League, like the real Champions League. Sorry, CONCACAF Champions League. Um, so I'm looking at their starting 11. They have Kara up top, Torres on the left, Michel on the right, and Pereira kind of just play in the middle. And then it's like a diamond up top almost. And then Mendez and Junior Urso holding. And then you have Moutinho, Antonio Carlos, Janssen, and Ruan as the back four with uh, with Gayesi uh, in net. So I like this team. It's a lot of goals to replace, but we'll see what they put together. Um, I think they can make playoffs again, but they're going to have to prove they can score goals at the same time. So I'll say they'll just miss out as my official prediction. Orlando City, I'm sorry. Um, we do have a couple of Orlando City followers. Um, once again, guys, Twitter at small market insecurities or at small market INS Instagram and TikTok small market insecurities. Give us a follow. Let us know. Um, if you want stack, I Nate to give you guys some gong show MLS gambling tips. Um, remember to follow the at SMI side hustle on Twitter. Um, Nate will keep up some lines. And if you guys have personal requests for anything, um, you know, let us know. We're happy. We're happy to do it for you. So yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say Orlando city misses out, but not by much. All right, let's hop over to the Western Conference. Guys, there are 10 teams here, so I'm going to try to go a little faster with this since we are going for the goal of uh, kind of a weekend drive vibe um, as the season kicks off, as we alluded to this weekend. Yeehaw. Um, let's go to the first team, Austin FC. First of all, fuck you. Um, one, it's cool that Matthew McConaughey is behind him, but fuck you, um, Anthony Precourt, eat a bag of dicks. Um, that being said, last year they came in 12th of 13 teams in the West. Um, at 9, 4, and 21, 31 total points, minus 21 goal differential. So Austin, you know, tough first year. We'll see how they, you know, you know rebound in their first or their second season now. Um, they host FC Cincinnati that I already mentioned um, as well. The attack's good. Not quite sure what they're going to be on the back four. Um, Thomas Pochettino left in the offseason. Matt Bessler, one of the best center backs in the league, um, retired after one year with them. I mean, he came over from sporting KC. It was a big deal. Um, 314 regular season appearances in the MLS, by the way, for Matt Bessler. So, U.S. MNT alum as well. So, hey, shout out to him. Hell of a career. Um, they brought in a uh, Johan Valencia, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, he's a CDM. They need one. It's one of their biggest struggles. So he's kind of a uh, a wild card, I guess, or an X factor, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, but a 25-year-old, they got him from Deportivo Cali. So Colombian, you know, Colombian League winner in 2021. So, you know, winning pedigree is always good. Um, Ruben Gabrielson is another defensive guy they've brought in to help them as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, this team, I don't see them making the playoffs to be honest, but, uh, but I mean, you know, I look at their starting 11, right? Jite uh, up top, and then Fagundes and Dominguez on the uh, left and right, respectively. 
uh, Driussi, um, kind of playing that cam role, like um, Zola Royan for the crew. Um, then you have Ring. That guy will fucking kill you um, in, the, in the center of the park. He will take your legs out. Um, and then Valencia. Then they have a back four left to right. Oh, Kolmanic, Gabrielson, Romana, and Lima. And then Stuver and Net. Um, yeah, they're probably going to finish right around what they did last year. Especially with Nashville going to the West, and they were, you know, the three seed in the East last year. Um, but he's got a better team out there now. So, yeah. I, oh, I don't think Austin makes the playoffs, but they'll probably have some cool Matthew McConaughey footage. So, Austin FC, fuck you. You're not making it. Eat shit. Let's go over to the next team. A team that had a pretty good 20, uh, 2021, um, You would, some would say. They finished first in the West. Um, the East, New England Revolution kind of ran away with it. Um, they actually set the... MLS record for points in the season. Um, the West was was awesome. Up top, the top three seeds are separated by three total points. So, Colorado held off Seattle by one point. Um, they went 17, 10, and 7. And with a plus 16 goal differential. And in the MLS playoffs last year, uh, Colorado got knocked out. They were upset by Portland 1-0 in the semis. So, um, yeah, they had the bye through the wild card weekend. And then, yeah, they just, you know, lost to the eventual uh, MLS Cup runners-up, and we'll get to them later. Um, but, yeah, so that was Colorado's season. Um, solid year. They're going to be a solid fucking team. They always are. Uh, Colorado Rapids, they have a lot of great alumni, too. But they opened up the season at LAFC, um, another team that missed out on the playoffs last year. And then their home openers in a week, you know, the week after against Atlanta. Um, they lost Kellen Acosta, which is rough. Um he went to LAFC, so that'll be a gong show at home. When they when they return, um, they lost Cole Bassett. Kind of, a, he's a hometown kid. He's a Denver boy, which kind of sucks. Um, but he went to Feyenoord on an eighteen month loan. So hey, you know what? You're gonna go get your bag playing over in uh, the Netherlands. Go for it, man. Like yeah, tough to tough to hate on that. Um, and then let's see what they added. Oh, gotcha. Yep. And then uh, sorry. Nomley left for uh, Sparta Rotterdam. So they lost a couple guys to Europe. Um, and yeah, from Kellen, losing Kellen Acosta to gaining Brian Acosta. Um, an FC Dallas guy came over to Colorado this offseason. Um, he's made 60 MLS appearances so far. So he's got a little, you know, a little experience under his belt. And then uh, Max Alvis. Um, he was in Brazil for a while. He's a cam. He came back. Um, he could play like either a number 10 or more of a number eight, just depending. Um, but yeah, he played with Flamengo, which is a Brazilian powerhouse if you're unaware. So that should be a nice signing for them. Um, their projected lineup is, uh, Rubio and Lewis up top. Uh, is it, it's either K or Kaye, um, and Acosta on the right. And then Price kind of in that holding. And then they have like two wingbacks in the left Estevez and on the right Rosenberry. And then trusty Wilson and Abubakar and then uh as their back three and then they have Yarbrough um in net so this team last year uh, they won you know they won the Western Conference regular season um they finished top of the table there they're going to make the playoffs this year it's just a matter of you know how far do they go and where do they finish in this table because it's pretty even I mean the last team in into the top team was only separated by 13 total points you know, and LA Galaxy missed the playoffs last year, and they only missed out on gold diff. So, it should be fun to watch uh, this Colorado team and how they gel with some of their newer guys um, coming into this year. But, yeah, at Colorado Rapids, they are totally making it um, to the playoffs this year. I have no doubt about it. 
Let's go over to another newer side, uh, Minnesota United. Another fun one, a team that did make the playoffs last year. They went 13, 10, and 11. And that's wins, draws, and losses for those keeping track at home. Um, ironically, that a negative two goal differential, but hey, they don't ask by how much you win or lose by as long as you don't have to tie break, right? Um, but yeah, they, they got into the playoffs last year, which is awesome. Um, I'm pulling up that right now. And unfortunately for them, they did lose in the opening round to Portland 3-1. to one. So it is what it is. But getting in um, as a very young franchise is nothing to scoff at. So I, I'm expecting some... Some good things for Minnesota United. Um, their first game is at Philadelphia, and then they host Nashville for their home opener the week after. So that should be a gong show in Philly on Saturday, um, 1 o'clock p.m. start Eastern time. Um, so basically my number one thing when I was doing some research on them, because I'm not uber familiar with them, Reynoso, they say, is like MVP caliber, and he's a super solid number 10. But I'm look, I was looking through uh, their key departures. Um, they lost one of their uh, seasoned Grizzled veteran midfielders, Ozzy Alonso. Um, yeah, I mean, he's never missed the playoffs in his career. So that, that's not a, not, a, not a good omen for them. Uh, Jan Gregis left, Slovakia International. Um, signed with San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that ends up working out for them. Um, and then, let me pull down here. I'm sorry. Uh, boom, boom, boom. They're bringing in some new guys. They got a Honduran, Honduran central midfielder in Kervin Arega, um, which is a nice. Uh, he's made 100 appearances in Honduras' top flight. Um, you know, a lot of World Cup qualifying experience for him. Luis Amaria, uh, he was there on loan in twenty in 2020, um, but he's been kind of bouncing around. He's had a lot of injuries, but he's he's a Paraguayan international, um, so he should be pretty good. And as I'm looking down at their starting 11, there's a name that'll sound familiar to you crew fans listening, but we have Huno, Hunoi, Huno up top. Once again, I'm sorry for butchering the names. I, some of these are a bitch. Uh, Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lode in the middle. And then Dotson and Trap. Will Trap played for the Columbus crew forever. Columbus boy plays for Minnesota. Um, they'll be the holding and then left to right in the back four, you have Gasper, Debassi, Boxel, and Meten- Metenry, and then Miller in net. Um, they made the playoffs last year. I say they make it again. They may finish a little further down um, in the table, but I, I, I have no reason to believe they won't make it again this season. Um, once again, not a bad team, Minnesota. Um, they're going to be very attacking focused. They run this basically, it's basically a 4 2 1 3 or 4 2 3 1, however you want to. Look at that, but um, yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs again this year. I don't see why not, so screw it. Let's hop over to Nashville SC. Um, this this is a fun team, so they're also very, very new. And last season, they were in the Eastern Conference, as I've alluded to a few times so far. And the big thing for Nashville is how do they adapt to the West? The West is much tighter, um, you know, up in terms of like the, the one through, I guess the two through seven um, in the East last year was pretty tight, but the one through seven in the West. Like it, it's such a crazy uh, division in terms of how spread out the talent is and how good the teams are um, in general. There's not one super team or one or two super teams out West, but in the East last year, Nashville, the reason they made the playoffs, truthfully, this is so fucking ridiculous. 12 wins, 18 draws, four losses. I watched them live in Columbus. We drew nil, nil solid defensive team with not much attacking options. So, um, and then last year in the playoffs, 
as I pull up that schedule. Um, they beat Orlando City 3-1 to and then lost on penalties to Philadelphia 1-1. to So they won a playoff game, which is awesome, you know, for a very new franchise. Um, but we'll see how, like I said, they adapt to the West. Their opening game, uh, they open up, hey, welcome to the Western Conference, Sunday night against Seattle. So good luck. That is a bitch to play in. Um, Alistair Johnson's a big, big name they brought in. Um, he's a right, you know, he's a regular for the Canadian men's national team, which is on the rise. Um, he was traded, uh, this winter and then was sent to Nashville. This is a shit show. Yeah. It looks like since Nashville's going to be running a three, four, one, two, they made a big move for this guy. Um, so he'll be joining the team and then Cadiz, um, was a guy that they had on a loan that they, they brought back. So he should, or sorry, he left. So, um, that should be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, with the departures of Alistair Johnston and Cadiz, that should be pretty interesting um, to see, you know, how these new arrivals, sorry, these new arrivals will uh, help them out. Sorry, this is kind of a gong show, guys. I'm, like, learning about all these teams. I've done a lot of research over the last few days, full disclosure. Um, but, yeah, this is kind of a shit show. So stick with me. I'm sorry. Um they brought in Sean Davis, one of the top free agent signings of the offseason. Um, he's played a lot for New York Red Bulls, has a you know, good amount of you know, MLS caps. Um, so, yeah, they brought him in and they brought in a, a Teal Bunbury. Say that name three times fast. It's a fun name. Um, more of a bench option, to be honest. But, you know, he's play, he played for New England Revolution, so he's got a lot of experience. Um, the projected 11 going into the year. Sapong, Mukhtar up top. Leal, um, kind of like a cam roll. And then Godoy and McCarty as like, you know, holding midfielders with Lovitz and Moule um, as wingbacks. And then a back three of Romney, Zimmerman, and Mayer with Willis and Nett. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this team doesn't make it back to the playoffs this season. And it's nothing against Nashville. I just think the West is a different animal. I don't think LA Galaxy and LAFC will miss out again, too. Um, they're way too talented. I won't get into them, obviously, but... Uh, I think it'll be tough. It'll be tough sliding for them. I don't think they're going to make it. So just my opinion, let's hop over to the Portland Timbers, a team that uh, lost the MLS cup final last year. Um, they opened up with the New England revolution, who was the number one seed out of the East last year. So that should be fun. Um, they lost Diego Valeri and Steve Clark. Steve Clark is a big one. He's been there. You know, crew fans hate him. He has been, he was a net in Portland for a long time. Won an MLS cup there um, started two of them. That's a big loss. Went to Houston Dynamo. And Diego Valeri, man, uh, he transferred back to his native club in Argentina. Hard to say you blame him, but he is an icon. His number is going to go up in the stadium in Portland as it should. Um, he said he wants to come back and be an ambassador when he's done. That's a shame. It's a shame they couldn't pull off uh, one last MLS Cup win for Diego before he departed. So those are the key departures. They brought in David Ayala. Um, you know, Argentine youth international midfielder. Um, they got him from Estudiantes. He's 19. He can play either a CDM or more of a box-to-box. So either number six or number eight. Um, yeah, that's fantastic, to be honest. It's a nice young signing. Um, look at their 11. I really like Mora up top. Mora scores goals. He's fun to watch. Um, Espria and Chara on the left and right. And then Blanco um, kind of running around on that cam roll, feeding balls in. Then you have Williamson and Ch- uh, the other Chara, Dechara, uh, kind of hanging out in uh, more of the holding midfield role. And then left to right, you have uh, left back Bravo, 
center back pairing of Zaperic and Mabiala. And then Van Rankin on the right with Ivacic, the new goalkeeper in Portland. Uh, Portland's going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they could be a strong contender for the Cup. I know they lost um, a cup-winning goalie and you know, Diego Valeri, but I still think they're a very solid team, and I think they'll probably uh, you know, make it back in as a top-four seed, get a home playoff game, and they'll be uh, sawing some lumber up there in, uh, in Portland. So Portland is certainly making it back. And, yeah, like, you know, last year, I mean, this team last year was pretty, you know, like I said, um, they ended up the season, I'm looking at here, yeah, they were fourth, 17-4-13. and 13. So, plus four goal differential, 55 points, fourth place. I expect them to be right around there again this year. No doubt. So, um, yeah, they had a hell of a playoff run. I mean, they were in that wild card weekend last year, too. They beat Minnesota, and they went on the road, beat Colorado, beat Real Salt Lake at home in the conference final, and then lost a heartbreaker in PK's to New York City FC um, in the MLS Cup. So Portland's going to be right back. Don't you worry, Timbers fans. I'm, we're with you. I think you guys are great, great fan base, and I have no doubt that you guys are going to be back um, in the playoffs this season. Let's go over to the next team, Real Salt Lake. Um, Real Salt Lake last year. Last team into the playoffs on goal differential, edging out the LA Galaxy. Um, they actually had a pretty good playoff run, to be honest. Uh, they upset Seattle. And penalties. And then they upset Sporting Kansas City before taking one on the nose to Portland in the conference final. They were the last team in and they made it to the conference final. So, very good standing, you know, round of applause, standing ovation for Real Salt Lake last year. Um, yeah, they finished the year 14, 6, and 14, you know. They won as many as they lost, which is kind of rare with all the draws that we have in the MLS, just in soccer in general. But um, this team, uh, key departures this season, or the first game, sorry, they opened up uh, Sunday night at the Houston Dynamo, so that should be fun. And then they get the Seattle Sounders at home for their home opener, so hey, you know what? It's going to be a fun first two weeks for them. Uh, let's go to the departures. Albert Rusnik, um, you know, 41 goals, 39 assists, 140 appearances um, for the club. That's really tough to replace. And he started every game last year. Top five in the league in you know distance cover. He has a great work rate. As I'm looking here, um, 11 goals and 11 assists. That's a big loss. Not insurmountable, but it's a big loss. I also lost Anderson Julio, um, but he is uh, on loan uh, with a, with a Mexican Liga MX side. Um, so we'll see if he ends up coming back. And they ended up bringing in Sergio Cordova, um, 24-year-old Venezuelan international. Um, he was playing with Bielefeld. Uh, in the Bundesliga, which is impressive. Um, so we'll see what happens with him, but he should be, he should fit in nicely. If he has Bundesliga experience, you know, it, it's a fun league. So, you know, I think this team will be fine. Um, you know, they obviously struggled last year, but let's get in or struggled to get in last year. But, you know, they got, they got Bobby Wood up top. They got Menendez, Krilak and Rubin in the middle, uh, you know, kind of like the middle, um, you know, feeding balls into Bobby Wood and then backdoor cuts. Uh, Ruiz and Everton Luis in the, in the holding midfield. Left to right, we got Brody, Glad, Silva, and Herrera. And Ochoa in that. Um, they snuck into the playoffs last year. Don't see why they can't do it again this year. Um, Real Salt Lake fans, I'd be very excited if I was you. That's all I'm going to say. The future looks bright um, based on the research I've done. Let's now go over to the Seattle Sounders, the team that came in second last year in the Western Conference. And Seattle... 
uh, finished with 60 points, one point behind Colorado. They went 17-9-8, so pretty good fucking season, plus 20 goal differential, best goal differential in the West. Um, and when it came to the playoffs, yeah, they took a tough one on the PK loss to the Real Salt Lake. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, a nil-nil draw that ends on PK. It's unfortunate nobody could find the back of the net. Um, their home opener, Nashville SC at home. Let's go. Um, key departure, Shane O'Neill. It was a center back. He left to sign with Toronto, so hey, you know what? Bob Bradley wants to bring everybody in and pay him too much. That's fine. Um, 45 appearances with the Sounders and was in a pretty good run of form. So kind of hard to get mad um, for a guy that wants to, you know, cash in on his, you know, good performance. Um, they also lost Brad Smith, one of the most generic names of all time. Um, left wing back. Didn't really play a whole lot towards the end of last year. Um, got traded to the D.C. United. So good for him. 63 appearances for the club. Best of luck to him. And then uh, – Rusnak, like I just alluded to, uh, with Real Salt Lake. Um, yeah, I mean, this team's going to be a fucking juggernaut up top. Seattle's going to score some goals, guys. They have a lot of options. Um, I'm looking at their projected 11. They have Rui Diaz, who I think is incredible to watch up top. Very fun. If you, guys, if you are an East Coast fan like most of our listeners are, if you get a chance to watch Seattle Sounders play, it's not the MLS that you stereotypically think of, I promise you that. Um, they got Morris Lodero and Rusnik left to right um, in more of that attacking midfield role. And then they got holding midfield, Paulo and Roldan, both very, very competent. Uh, you know, sorry, there's two Roldans. C. Roldan. Then they have Nuhu on the, as a left back. Ariega. Gomez Andrade as the center back pairing. A. Roldan as the right back. And then Frey in net. Um, Seattle's going to compete for the MLS Cup this year. I have no doubt about it. Um, especially with the early round exit last year, they're going to be pissed. Seattle Sounders are going to be very good. Let's go to Sporting Kansas City, shall we? In last season, Sporting KC came into third place in the West. Once again, the West is just small markets to our hearts. All seven playoff teams are small market teams. It's the best. Um, 17-7-10 last year, 58 points, three points off from Colorado. Um, Plus 18 goal differential, so second best goal differential in the West. Um, when it came to the postseason, they defeated Vancouver, who we'll get to in a minute, and then you know took a tough 2-1 loss at home to Real Salt Lake. But this is a very good team. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, they're, you know, they've had 13 years with Peter Vermes in charge. Uh, a, their biggest problem is they hold possession for a long time. And they hold possession, and they hold possession, and they hold possession, and they get burned on the, you know, they get burned on the counter. So, I mean, it, it, that is what it is. It, you know, I'm sure anybody who's listening is like a Manchester City fan. Is you know, teams getting burned, you know, burning you on the counter is something that when you when you have a lot of possession, it, it, it's bound to happen. Having possession is a good thing. You know, you just got to have two very strong center backs. So, um, let's go to the departures. Uh, Sanchez, that's a big loss. He signed with LAFC. 144 caps for the club. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but what are you going to do in this day and age? You can get paid. Um, and then Jalen Lindsay, he's a homegrown right back. Um, he, uh, was traded to Charlotte FC. He's from North Carolina. So makes sense. Let's go to the additions. Um, in Denby, he is probably going to play left back. Him and Ben Sweet, Sweat are going to fight over, but 21 year old Belgian youth international, 27 appearances for the club. Um, his club in France, 
And yeah, that's a solid signing right there. Um, they signed German center back Robert Robert Voloder, I believe is how you say that. Um, we'll see how he ends up looking, but he played in this. He played for Maribor in the Slovenian first division. Um, so yeah, I mean, I watched Maribor play Liverpool in the Champions League. So it's not a you know a, a joke of a side or anything like that. I mean. Slovenia top flight's nowhere near the MLS, but this is a good step up for him. And then uh, Vunovic, and he'll be, you know, a, a pairing with Polito. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's Montenegro international, so nothing you can argue about that. Came over from a Serbian side. Um, projected starting 11 for this team, so they'll have Shelton up top, Saloy on the left, and Russell on the right. Russell's put a lot of time in the Scottish Prem, too, so Johnny Russell's fun to watch. Um, Walter and Kinda. As more of the uh, the box to box midfielders with Mori as more of that uh, defensive stalwart, and then left to right, uh, Ndembe, Fontas, Isimat, Mirin, and then Graham Zusi, who's been there for a long time, USMNT uh, player, and then Malia and Net. Um, this team's good. This team can score. Uh, they may be hurting a little bit on the defensive side with some new players, but I think they'll be fine. Um, Sporting Casey is going to make the playoffs, no doubt in my mind. Um, Maybe around where they made it last year, maybe not. Who knows? But I think we're going to see them right back in it. So let's go to our final team, shall we? Feels like we've been talking about the Western Conference for seven years. Um, pull it up here. And bang. Vancouver, sixth place last year. 12, 13, and 9. A lot of draws. That's very helpful. <laughs> um, they had no goal differential, but they had 49 points. That's how they got in. 45 45 scored, 45 conceded. Bang, bang. Very consistent. Um, and then in the playoffs, they were eliminated by Sporting Kansas City, like I just said, 3-1 to one, um, on the road. I like their kits, too. Um, they open up against the crew, baby. Welcome to Columbus, motherfuckers. Um, we'll see how they look uh, with Sartini in, in charge. He took over uh, midway through last season, I believe. And we're going to see what kind of style they play, but... They lost a few guys in the offseason. Maxime Kripo um, is a goalkeeper. He's on the last year of his contract. And, you know, he asked out and they sent him to LAFC. So we'll see how he ends up doing down there. And then uh, Yanoi Bikel, uh, was lo- it, it, you know, was on loan um, from a team in the Italian second division, which nobody's heard of, including myself. Uh, but they sent him. Yeah, so they sent him back. Um, they also acquired Sebastian Burhalter from Columbus, so they got that going for him as well. Um, and they also added Tristan Blackman. Um, so they basically traded $475,000 to Charlotte to bring him to them. That's a, that's a shit show right there. I, that That's fucky. Charlotte, it's kind of like uh, Gavin Bayreuther for the Blue Jackets. They're going to trade him out, you know, get drafted by... Seattle then just cut him instantly. I don't fucking know. Either way, basically he got drafted by <laughs> drafted by Van, by Charlotte and Vancouver's like, no, I want it. That's so bizarre. Anyways, um, let's look at their starting eleven, shall we? They'll have White and Cassiano up top with Gold feeding them in, and then Alexander, Alexander, but spelled super French, and Tibert. I bet is how that's pronounced. Um, is more of the box to box midfielders with Dijon and Brown. Um, is the wingbacks kind of going up the left and right side respectively? And then Youngworth, Veselinovich, Veselino, yeah, okay, I said that right. And Blackman is the back three. And then uh, Hazel, Hazal, in net. So 
Uh, Vancouver's an interesting one, and when I look at the overall table, I don't see the Galaxy or LAFC missing out. I also think Dallas will be a little better. At the end of the day, if if this Vancouver team makes it into the playoffs, it's going to be, you know, at at the end. So, um, I don't know if they will or not. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with no. Um, but we'll, like, once again, I'll, you know, I'm going to the match on Saturday, so I'll let you guys know how they look against the crew in the frigid 38-degree weather. Um, but, yeah, that should just about wrap up this MLS uh, season preview. I promise my MLS knowledge will only get better as the year goes on. Um, I'm excited to watch uh, more of what is now, I believe, in coefficient terms, the 8th-ranked or 10th-ranked league in the world. Um, the only other team in the Americas that is ranked, or league in the Americas that's ranked above it, is Brasileiro. So, uh, I don't even think Liga MX is above it anymore, but I could be wrong. Just the coefficients I saw online. But either way, um, I'm excited for an MLS season. I hope you guys are too. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, once again, reach out to us. Twitter, at SwallMarketINS. Instagram and TikTok, SwallMarketInsecurities. Um, Gambling-related inquiries, uh, at SMI Side Hustle. Um, we're happy to talk about whatever you guys want to. Um, but yeah, if there's teams you want us to follow, players you want us to follow um, in the MLS you think we'll like on small market teams, guys we should be looking out for, um, let us know. You know, if, if you're big MLS guys and girls, um, you know, please, you know, send that knowledge over. We're, we're working on it. You know, everything else we know, we know pretty decently. But the MLS, we're, we're dipping our feet in a little past Columbus at this point. So, tons of fun with it, shall we? I want to get some interactive shit going. So, for the coast of Chaos Skyball. The guy who loved to hate stack guy, and I need your boy Phil Razor saying, small market insecurities pairs well with booze. <laughs>